Mike check. Mike check. Mike check. One two one two. Mike check. One two one two. Ah, let me get my. Let me shrug my shoulders. Let me get my soap together. Let me fix my chains. Let's go. It's a taste to consider podcast. Yes. Let me fix the headphones. We are back for another episode. Yes. Taste to consider podcast. Let's go. Yeah. Something special, you know. Taste to consider podcast. You know, We're back. For another episode. You to be the reason you smile. You to be the reason you smile. I'm hitting the feeling you wanna take revenge. The conversations we have in the way it ends You wanna discuss me in front of your lady friends That's why it's just me, your my Mercedes Benz It all depends, maybe if we make amends We can start from scratch Learn to control your temper and remarks in fact We plan to be platonic with the hearts intact So every time we separate, somebody's marching back You're amazing in the sack I slant it like you're Asian, but you're black God bless whoever gave you all of that it from the back, you understand why they still like that It ain't a fault of what's toes, the Lord knows A pussy good enough to miss award shows And I ain't gotta say nothing, she just knows By the way I look at her, they'll take off all the clothes Up and down, you know, I'm not around And you're feeling down, let the thought of me be Easy smile, I don't wanna see you frown Taste like the kids watch your mouth I don't wanna be Easy smile, baby, you know Know how I get down, I provide by any means to be Easy smile We done been through ups and downs That drama for a while I'm just happy I'm around to be Easy smile The main reason I've been looking at you pitiful Running off the half of the shit I done did to you Violated and tiptoed into a crib or two I've come clean to be a bigger individual Even though you're visible, the evenings when I visit you Kinda makes me feel lucky cause I see niggas when you teasing with your physical She wanna wreck up the rooms, I ain't got no more wind left Wild by my section 8 princess My foreign chick bad but she been stressed Plus it's hard to communicate Cause she don't speak in no English I've been around the world, state to state But now I'm back, busting in your bathroom Got your life Cause I'm leaving in an hour flat But it don't matter, she's mad even when I holler back All I really need your attention for a while And I bet you I can make a smile Whenever I'm not around and you're feeling down Let the thought of me be the easy smile I don't wanna see you frown Say you're sick and sit a podcast I wanna bring you joy and be the easy smile Say you're sick and sit a podcast we done went through ups and downs, that drama for a while I'm just happy I'm around to be the reason you smile Whenever I'm not around and you're feeling down Say you're sick and sit a podcast I don't wanna see you frown like my kids watch you clown I wanna bring you joy and be the reason you smile Be the in my style, you know how I get down I provide by any means Say you're sick and sit a podcast We done went through ups and downs, that drama for a while I'm just happy I'm around to be the reason you smile Say stick and sit a podcast. You 
be the reason you smile After you wipe away your tears and dry your eyes Safe Stick and Sitter Podcast, we are back for another episode, yes indeed, episode 105, Taste to Consider Podcast, yes, back for another episode, finally, I know, I know, Mercury Retrograde, even though Mercury Retrograde is over, but it's not over, over, still in the post-shadow phase, it, it ends tomorrow, officially, officially, the post-shadow phase ends, but yeah, I was having like some crazy-ass technical difficulties, like, you know, Last episode, I talked about how I had to get my laptop fixed, but when I did last episode and I started editing and stuff, I had glitches with the editing, particularly the video editing, so that's why the YouTube video was um, up so late, but appreciate everybody that uh, actually went on YouTube and watched the episode and, you know, liked it and stuff. Appreciate everybody who listened to it on all the streaming services that let say Sick and is on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you find it. The link is in the bio on my um, Twitter page as well as my Instagram page. Let's say Sick and Sitter Network on Instagram as well as uh, my main page on Instagram. I don't remember the handle offhand because underscores and dots and all that other good stuff. But yeah, it's attached to the uh a taste and consider network page so you can find it i ain't hard to find i ain't hard to find just like tupac said and as i'm speaking you know as i'm speaking of course there has been an arrest in the murder of tupac um i'm not gonna really speak on it too much because um i'm reserving um my commentary on it because this is something that's been should have been happening a while ago. I'm like, the dude that they arrested, he been doing interviews for years, implicating himself in the murder of Tupac. But, like, for the casual fans who don't know, it's, it's like a lot of shit that is is surrounded with the whole murder of Tupac. It's just it's not as simple as a quick drive-by shooting. Um, like, there's actually, you know, um, federal papers uh, federal records on the murder of Tupac Shakur because the FBI as well as the other alphabet agency was in attendance of this whole matter. Not saying that they were actually implicated in the murder, but they were around when all of this stuff happened. Not surprising considering the fact of who Tupac Shakur was and the family that he was attached to, you know, but I say my commentary for later. I mean, cause I f- I feel like it's all it's bigger than just this one little incident that's happening right now. But you know, I'm back for another episode. Uh, Taste reviews, drink edition, episode four is out on YouTube right now. Episode five I recorded actually um, before I sat down and did the podcast. So episode five of Taste reviews, drink edition will be coming to you around the same time as episode. 105 of a taste to consider podcast so look out for that remember taste reviews drink edition is exclusively on youtube on my youtube page the taste to consider network 
So if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you subscribe. Shout out to all the subscribers. Shout out to all the new subscribers. Um, yeah, appreciate all the love and support uh, for those who are uh, showing me love and support. And I appreciate you. Um, I definitely, definitely got a lot of love for y'all. So we back for another episode. Yes. Um, so I'm going to start off right, right with the nitty gritty. You know, government shutdown. I'm a federal contractor, government contractor, and shit, we we about to have a shutdown. I mean, the deadline is Saturday, uh, Sunday midnight, you know, um, but it don't look like anything is going to be resolved, unfortunately, which is going to affect a lot of contractors. Um, it's going to affect a lot of things, you know. Um, it's going to affect federal workers as well. But the the thing about federal workers, they actually getting back pay. If we do have a shutdown, they're going to get that back pay. Contractors, not so much, unless it's actually written in the contract. And the majority of the contractors is not written in the contract. So, yeah, um, I'm going to have to use leave. <laughs> I'm going to have to use leave if, you know, we actually have a shutdown. I have to use my hard-earned leave. You know, and I got a late birthday. My birthday is in November, November 30th. So, you know, just keep that in mind if y'all want to donate to the show. You know, all that stuff is in my link tree. Y'all want to donate to me, donate to the show. Specifically, donating to Taste Reviews Drink Edition. You know, I got to buy bottles. And the particular bottle that I bought for episode five of Taste Reviews Drink Edition, is, I call it the government shutdown bottle because <laughs> I didn't spend a I didn't spend a lot of money on that one. But yeah. Shout out to everybody who experiencing who are gonna be affected by the government shutdown. You know, I'm with you. Um I've been a federal government contractor for uh twenty two years, so this is not my first time experiencing it and it's not a you know a pleasant thing to experience, particularly when you're a single man and you got you're the only person who got income coming in and you got a mortgage and you got a car note and you got other bills and all that other stuff but yeah government shutdown joe biden he has some interesting things to say about the government shutdown so let me let me actually pull up that 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 clip <laughs> y'all boy y'all boy is he's a wild boy as Martin would say, he's a wild boy. <laughs> so let me pull up what Joe Biden had to say about this government shutdown. In the meantime, I want to stay worried about uh, those in Congress who are willing to shut down the government. Just a few months ago, the Speaker of the House and I agreed to uh, spending levels uh, for the government. We were up right to the very edge, almost uh, on our debt and uh, that uh, we're going to fund essential priorities and still cut the deficit by $1 trillion over the next decade. Now a small group of extreme House Republicans, they don't want to live up to that deal, and everyone in America could be faced with uh, uh, paying the price for that. We changed it. We made a deal. We shook hands. We said, this is what we're going to do, and now they're reneging on the deal, which is not much of a surprise these days. And the black community in particular is going to suffer if that occurs. For example, shutdown is going to risk nutrition assistance in only 7 million moms and children, and it's going to disproportionately affect black families. The Department of Housing and Urban Development will have to stop nearly all its enforcement work 
fighting housing discrimination. EPA would have to stop its important work bringing environmental justice and frontline and fenceline community. In the meantime, I want to say a word about uh, those in Congress. Yeah, so the the audio wasn't very good. It wasn't my my fault. It was their audio. But basically what he said was, quote, the black community in particular is going to suffer if that occurs. For example, a shutdown is going to risk nutrition assistance for nearly 7 million moms and children. It's going to dis- disproportionately affect black families. <laughs> so this is the pandering shit that they always be doing around election time. So black families, the only one that's going to be affected you know by all of this you know one of the misconceptions about government assistance is that black people are the hot the got the highest are the highest um in the in all the communities of benefiting from government assistance <laughs> that's always the misconception that black people are going to suffer if government assistance is taken away but when actuality when you look at the numbers the actual facts black people aren't the ones who are mostly on government assistance that's the other community (laughs) but we'll leave it at that i thought that was interesting but that's that that's that pandering shit right there you know that's y'all boy Y'all boy, he's a wild boy. <laughs> but yeah. Once again, we see that the government is always playing around with us. Whether it's Democrat or Republicans, it's both of them. It ain't no situation like what I what I've heard and seen a lot on social media and just people randomly talking is that it's the Republicans far as the Republican. And let me preface this before I go any further. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. So it may look a lot of times that, you know, I'm supporting Republicans. And let me say this also. Majority of black men are usually conservative. And not meaning that they support the Republican Party, but most black men tend to be more conservative on the conservative side. And not saying that they support the Republican Party, but just mostly most black men are usually conservative. And that is based off of a lot of things, not based off of what we who who we're supporting or what we who we're used to supporting but just based off of um, our experiences in American society. We're typically usually more conservative than black women are. But black, the black community isn't the only ones that are on welfare (laughs) and the only one that's benefiting from government assistance. That's not the case. It's not. But this just shows you that it's just more pandering, more more um, talking points than it is actually factual information. So I came across something. Um, 
a couple of days ago. It says 67% of people making $50,000 to $100,000 per year are currently living paycheck to paycheck, according to bank rate. 67%. And you know, 100K is a, a nice amount of dollars. Nice amount of dollars. It's a nice little, you know, chunk of change. But what this administration is always lying about is that the fact that inflation isn't going on in this country, grocery prices aren't going up, gas prices aren't going up, miscellaneous stuff isn't going up, you know, but it is. And it's affecting a lot of people because these things are going up, but people's salaries aren't going up. The income that they're bringing in isn't going up. So $80,000, today is damn near $30,000 or $50,000 10-something years ago. Like, people are struggling out here, but the Biden administration is focusing on concert ticket ticket fees right now. <laughs> that's, that's their focus. President Biden tweeted out that concert tickets are hard enough to get. You shouldn't have to pay surprise service fees on top of that. My administration is working to cracking down on that. <laughs> like, it's people are struggling to pay their rent and buy groceries like i've gone into walmart and bought about 10 things and it's come to 60 damn dollars and this is at walmart where they supposed to have good prices (laughs) you buy groceries that's supposed to last you for a week or two and you damn near breaking the bank for those groceries $60 $60 worth of groceries only last you about three days. <laughs> like, people struggling out here. But, you know, certain people, a certain group of people, a certain select group of people within this group of people that's in this community still want to play both sides and not acknowledge that we're being lied to. Also with this administration, recently Kamala Harris, she invited uh, Quavo from the group uh, Migos to speak at the White House on gun law reform. Like this is once again the stuff that I've been talking about over and over again about how the Democrats, they continue to pander to the black community with celebrities and use celebrities to push their agenda, keep support under their belt and stuff like that. I mean, shit, this ain't nothing new. Malcolm was talking about this back in the 60s, early 60s. Malcolm X was assassinated in 1965. He was talking about this stuff in the early 60s. So this ain't nothing new under the sun. The Democratic Party 
continues to pander to the black community and we continue to be political chumps, not have any type of political intelligence and keep giving them our support without any tangible solutions, nothing. And I'm not sitting here saying this to say that we should be giving it to the Republicans, but you will hear over and over again that not voting is is isn't good. But what what have we been getting for voting for the Democratic Party? Like, just think about it. Just think about it. Think about all the other communities, the LGBTQ community, the white community, the Asian community, the Hispanic, Latino community and stuff like that. Just think about, you know, how they often get tangible things from these political parties. If the black community, the so-called black community, was just to stop voting for both sides, period, what you think that they would do? They will engage with us. They will actually come to us and ask, what can we do for you to get your vote? But they don't because we blindly give it to them over and over again without asking for anything it's just it just shows so much of how we're stuck into just wanting to be a part of something, how we want to be integrated into something, how we want to just be rubbing shoulders. And just most recently, the CBC was down here again. They had the Congressional Black Caucus, you know, was down here dancing partying and stuff I'm like what are we dancing and partying about they was dancing and partying in the city right now that has 212 murders in it 212 murders in the district of columbia right now higher than baltimore 212 murders that's that's damn near like i don't even know the math right now but you know that that's definitely a murder every day in the district of Columbia where these politicians are sitting around where these so-called black representatives are partying and shucking and jiving and all that other stuff. But our community is eating itself from the inside out. But as long as these black people can say that they can put on a suit, a nice dress, go party, rub elbows, take take some pictures with these politicians and stuff like that. They cool. Nothing matters. What the hell does Quavo have to say about gun law reform? Granted, he has suffered a tragedy through gun violence as well as a lot of black people. Shit, damn near majority of the black people have suffered a loss through gun violence. But what makes him the expert to go at go to the White House and speak on this? Other than the fact that he's had a tragic loss of it. Then damn near, we can all go then. We can all go. But what about the actual people who are putting boot the ground 
and have actual statistics, facts, and all that other stuff that can give good talking points on this matter. The actual activists of it. Nowhere to be found. You won't see the White House inviting them there because it serves them no purpose. Because then they will actually have their feet to the fire and have to do something about it. No. But it just looks good. It's good PR to have celebrities. Why is why are these celebrities our representatives? Why are they our representatives? It's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to me. But y'all girl, Miss Chucks and Pearls, invited her, invited Quavo to the White House to speak on this. It's a mystery. Or is it? It's funny because, like, you'll see these situations where these politicians and stuff like that, particularly in the Democratic Party and stuff, they'll do a lot of pandering to the black community. You know, you, you, you've seen plenty of times where Hillary Clinton shit be pulling hot sauce out of her purse and Barack Obama talk about playing basketball and, you know, Joe Biden talking about some you ain't black if you don't vote for me and Kamala Harris throwing hip hop parties at her house and stuff like that. You'll never see them doing this shit for um, the Hispanic community. You'll never see them having a, a Mexican party or Cinco de Mayo party for <laughs> the Hispanic community or anything like that. Or the Asian community. You'll never see them doing things like that on a consistent basis. Not saying that they've never done it, but you don't see it on a consistent basis. But you will see them putting in laws and bills for the Asian community. You'll see them putting in laws and bills for the Hispanic community. They'll, you know what I'm saying, give work visas for uh, the Hispanic community and stuff, which, which they've recently done, which I am about to touch on. But you don't see them doing this shit for the black community. It just looks good to be able to rub shoulders and take pictures and say that you was at some event and stuff like that. But before I get to, you know, what they've done for these migrants, um, that's what they call them, the migrants. Um, We're going to speak on Ukraine real quick. So let me pull up this clip. You know, um, this this Ukraine financing that they've been done. And this this is coming from 60 Minutes. This is a clip coming from 60 Minutes. This It says, quote, uh, 60 Minutes discovered the U.S. is financing more than weapons in Ukraine. The government is buying seeds, fertilizer for farmers, paying the salaries of 57,000 first responders and subsidizing small businesses. So let me pull up the clip. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. 
We discovered the U.S. government spying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that, to keep it afloat, the U.S. government is subsidising small businesses. American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing it again, so you can get, so you can really get the gist of it. And covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. <coughs> And the U.S. also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that, to keep it afloat, the U.S. government is subsidising small businesses. Not only all of this is what they're talking about in this 60 Minutes piece, but there's been... Um, Ukraine officials that are part of the Ukraine government, they have been spending a lot of money um, buying real estate, property in other countries, you know. Um, but that's not being talked about. But over here in America, we got deteriorating um, infrastructure. We got continue, continuous homelessness. We got dirty toxic water in certain states cities of this country we got inflation going on high gas prices high grocery prices we got people who are living paycheck to paycheck shit talking about the government shutdown they came out with a report already saying that with this government shutdown that they're still going to be giving money to ukraine even during the government shutdown the government shutdown happened they are still going to be giving money to ukraine one of the one of the biggest fights right now with this government shutdown and the new budget for the fiscal for this new fiscal year 2024 is the republicans uh certain republicans aren't happy about the fact that in this new uh, fiscal year spending bill that the government is still going to be giving billions of dollars to the Ukrainian government and that's that's really the sticking point right now of why this government shutdown is happening but you got all these people particularly since I'm a black man I hear more from black people black people are blaming it on the Republicans but in actuality, I'm like, okay, I can understand why the Republicans are pissed. I don't want them to be giving no damn more money to Ukraine either. 
But at the same time, shit, I still want to be going to work so I can get my paycheck and I can pay my bills and live some sort of a social life as well. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm playing both sides right now. On on one end, I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to keep giving no damn money to no Ukraine. But I also don't want to be out of work at the same time. The Ukrainian president was just recently over here, like, uh, I think it was last week. And he was sitting here giving a speech talking about some, he need more money from our government. Like, nigga, what the fuck y'all government doing over there? Y'all niggas can't generate money? Y'all can't take care of yourselves? They recently... President Biden recently, when he um, welcomed the president of Ukraine over here, he announced a new 325 million aid package for them. Like, what the hell? We supposed to be in this, this damn deficit right now, but we got all this money to give to Ukraine, but no money to give to the people over here. And this right here shows you the level of ignorance that I, the American people and specifically the black people have when it comes to politics because we just defending this shit right now. We defending it. We defending this, this administration. And we not, we not doing no type of fighting back. No protesting, no, no nothing. Like, we doing nothing. We just doing nothing. It says the Pentagon, the Pentagon has decided to exempt Ukraine operations from a potential shutdown if lawmakers can't agree on a deal by the end of the month. And that's the source is Politico. Like I said, Zelensky, he requested more money. It says Zelensky has requested $24 billion in military and humanitarian aid from the U.S. for Ukraine. And that source was Bloomberg. Like, what about our humanitarian aid over here? Like I said, we got people that got to deal with toxic water, homeless people. The homelessness is rising. The inflation is rising. People's salaries ain't going up. Like, people over here struggling right now. But people who support the Democratic Party is only talking about Trump. Like, come on now. All these bammers is corrupt. And this goes to the mindset of like what is what is what is really up with our mindset when it comes to the political parties. But like I was talking about with the migrants, it says the Biden administration to offer work permits to roughly four hundred and seventy thousand Venezuela migrants. I've talked about on this podcast plenty of times and I've produced facts, particularly of Biden actually speaking and telling our so-called black leaders that the Hispanic community is going to overtake us in a few years. And why is he saying that? Because they already had a plan in place for it. They know that the black 
support is dwindling to a degree. It's dwindling by the day. So what they're doing is trying to build a new base through the Hispanic communities. And this is how they're doing it. They're giving work permits to people who don't even belong here. You talking about alien invasion. You hear all this stuff about aliens and all this other stuff. This is the this is the real alien invasion. You want to talk about distractions. They distracting us with these with these uh big head, big eyes, green Martians. But you got these other aliens coming in taking our jobs and and all that other stuff they trying to phase us out they trying to phase us out you got it in like uh certain cities certain big cities in this country new york and this and this and this the news is out there in new york how they got all these uh illegal aliens and these these so-called migrants and refugees and all that other stuff coming over here and they they spending money putting them in hotels and all this other stuff but just leaving the homeless people the homeless americans out here stranded on the streets particularly right here the city of chicago has signed a more than 29 million dollar contract with a private security firm to build base camps for migrants big city right here you see what they doing they putting they they shipping these migrants to these big cities so they can build their base and i ain't talking about a figurative base i'm talking about an actual their their base of them getting votes so this this stuff is out here but like the black community the so-called black community we we not paying attention to none of that stuff like that because we so in awe in it and with these celebrities we just paying attention to the celebrities they using the celebrities to keep our attention and stuff like that because you don't hear the, you don't hear none of these celebrities talking about none of this. The migrants they they giving loans with no problem, they giving driver's license with no problem, government assistance with no problem, healthcare with no problem. But what are we getting? Anytime. The, the word reparations come up they gotta be they gotta put together a, a special council or a, a group to look into it or some some bullshit like that they playing this straight playing this but we going along with it let me pull up this clip right here so you can actually hear it the words out of y'all boy's mouth. <laughs> Let me find this clip. <sighs> it's wild. He's a wild boy. But here we go right here. I mean it. First, we put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second, 
We're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have to wait for a decade to be together. I've also directed my team to make a historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. People fleeing violence and persecution who simply want their kids to have a better life. Next week, my team will consult with Congress on this plan. Third, we're supporting states and cities that have seen a surge in immigrants. We've developed federal experts and deployed them to help train. He said, you know what I'm saying, they, they want to help out these people flee from the violence that they're dealing with. What about the violence that we're dealing with? What about the hardships? What about all the stuff that Americans are dealing with? Black Amer specifically black Americans are dealing with. What about us? <laughs> what about us? They they blatantly, blatantly shitting on us right in front of our face. But we just taking it. We just taking it. Like it we ain't even paying attention. We ain't even paying attention to it. We don't even care. Because most of the time they, you know what I'm saying, we got our celebrities, our our black celebrities that's being a shield for them. Whatever they doing, if whether they paying them actual money or They letting them know that they giving them some type of incentives, some type of incentives to keep us, you know, out of the way. I, I <laughs> can't keep me out of it because I because I'm paying attention to all of it. But it's like our community, our so-called community, we just we just don't care. And. We don't want nobody to tell us nothing. Like, we don't want to hear no type of facts or nothing. By the time we get to the point where we actually seeing it or, or we're awake to it, it's too late. Not necessarily too late, but it's a much deeper hurdle to climb to actually get what we want. Like, let me play the clip again, like, because... Just listen to what he's saying. This is y'all boy. And then a lot of times it's like a lot of people don't even want to accept the fact that they made the wrong decision. So they don't want to admit it or take accountability for it. City worker. I mean it. First, we put in place policies that process people in a fair and fast way. Second. We're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. Families don't have to wait for a decade to be together. It's already workers here. It's already people here who want to work. I've also directed my team to make historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. People fleeing violence and persecution who simply want their kids to have a better life. <laughs> Next week, my team will. <laughs> what about the kids? What about the families? What about the mothers, the fathers over here who want their children to have a better life? What are you doing for them? With Congress on this plan. Third, we're supporting states and cities 
that have seen a surge in immigrants. We've developed federal experts and deployed them to help train city workers. I mean it. Hey, man, it's a, it's a sad, sad world because we just going along with this shit because we so emotional when it comes to politics. We're, we're ignorant and we're emotional. I mean, I often question, like, why am I even doing this podcast? Because even with the things that I say, even with the actual facts that I'm putting out, people still want to go back and forth and argue with me and, you know, unfollow me, unsubscribe from me and all that other stuff. When I'm giving you actual facts. You're not paying attention to it, but I'm paying attention to it. So my, I feel like it's my responsibility to bring it to you. But when it's brought to you, then it's still a problem. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they, they, they simply trying to replace us with this community because a lot of the hispanics come over here already and if they already over here they identify themselves as white and then i've already talked about plenty of times how the actual numbers of the caucasian community is is going down it's not they, they're not producing so they're pretty much the minority or going to be the minority in a few years so they're trying to build their base with this other community by bringing them over here and them identifying as white. But moving along, like I started off with the blackity black woke segment. I ain't even identify it. Shit, I ain't I didn't even officially introduce the show. <laughs> I'm so far into the show right now, like I don't is is not even a point to do it. <laughs> but moving along to another immigrant, another immigrant, which is a famous immigrant, y'all boy Drake. Y'all boy Drake. And I will say this, preface this, I don't like Drake. I really never liked Drake because I never thought that he was authentic in I just never thought that he was a real person. I just never thought that the person that is presented is an authentic person. So, and I know a lot of people will will probably look at it like I'm a hater or whatever, but I ain't got nothing to hate on with Drake. All he got over me is more money. <laughs> but recently, Drake had a song, came out with a new song uh, with SZA, and it's called Slime You Out. And there was some controversy around uh, a lyric that he had in that song. And that lyric, specific lyric was, whipped and chained you like American slaves. Whipped and chained you like American slaves. So I had a problem with it. Naturally, I was going to have a problem with anything that came off negative out of his mouth because I just don't like the nigga. 
I don't like him. I don't. I feel like he's a culture vulture. I feel like he's um, appropriating our culture. And I say this because from the moment he came out, his identity has changed so many times. And it's funny because me being a Tupac fan and always hearing a certain select group of people saying that Tupac was an actor and all this other stuff. Drake is the ultimate actor. Drake is the ultimate fucking actor. You know, before he came out in music, he was he was acting over in Canada and all that other stuff. And from the time that he came into the rap game, he has changed his identity multiple times. Like, he always follow he follows trends. Drake follows trends. Any trend that's popping, he's jumping on. And because he has the popularity, it's easy for him for him to get away with appropriating it if you go look at his actual time the timeline of his rap career you will see how he's jumped from trend to trend and how he's appropriated the black culture the black pop culture the black hip-hop culture he's never done anything for the black community in america never done anything or said anything for the black community in America. Never. Like, Canada had slavery in it. They didn't have slavery as long as slavery was in America, in the United States, I'll say. But Canada had slavery. So why wouldn't you say, why in that lyric you wouldn't reference Canadian slavery? Why did it have to be American slavery? And some people may look at it like I'm just picking. But so what? I don't give a fuck. Like, even before his rap career popped off, Drake, and this is something that Pusha T pointed out when they had their little rap beef or whatever, how Drake, you know, dressed up in blackface. And I've been contemplating whether I was going to make that actual picture of him in blackface be my promotion for this episode um probably not but <laughs> it's out there like the picture is out there like you can it's on google it's, it's not it's not hard to find at all like it's i literally got the picture right here i'm looking at the picture right now of drake in blackface and he got an actual t-shirt on with um jim crow on it a jim crow character like, his face is actually black, and he got the red around his mouth and all that other stuff. Like, this nigga is the ultimate culture vulture. And I just don't like this nigga. <laughs> I don't. I I don't even care if you call me a hater. This, this dude is just, he is not for us. He is not for us. But so many people uh, cele- worship celebrities so much, and... W- cannot get past the fact that he's popular and all this other stuff some people think that just because they support him that drake will love them you know there's so many people out here that want to be drake so bad that they will support him to the end of times i've seen 
from the moment that all this controversy popped up, I saw so many people, people I even knew, support and make excuses for this nigga. Like, no, <laughs> no, this Bama is, is, he is not good for us. And it's already known that he he plays both sides, you know, he his mom's side is 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 what they are. You can go look up what it is. I'm not gonna say it. And then his dad's side is is black. So it's almost you hear a lot where they talk about industry plants. I'm almost convinced that Drake is an industry plant. And that he's damn near untouchable because of the other side that he plays for and how they control certain aspects in the entertainment industry. Like he's disrespecting us on a level that most people can't take their minds to because they so um, enamored with celebrity culture like he's laughing in our face with how he's elevated himself and continues to push his his professional career throughout our country <laughs> I just had to take a pause because, like, I really want to go in, but it's like I just look at it like, what's the point? Because Bama's is just – they love celebrities more than they love themselves, man. And it ain't even it ain't even a love because if you don't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? It's just this, this, this desire, this need, this admiration to want to be like somebody else because you don't love yourself. And Drake is like the ultimate, like, culture vulture. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm just sorry, man. It's like, and no, I'm not sorry. It He is what he is. Like, But I'm going to move along. That was the blackity black woke segment. <laughs> oh, man. That was the blackity black woke segment. So I'm going to get into, you know, the other stuff. All right. Let me uh, let me cleanse my palate. This is what I say on the uh, Taste Reviews Drink Edition. Let me cleanse my palate before I get into the the other topics. <laughs> All right, palate cleanse. <sighs> Let's get into the other stuff. Let's move along from that corny-ass dude. All right, here we go. 
Social media is amplifying the divide between black men and black women. Pages like Justin L.A. Boy, pages like Spiritual World, who take the most toxic messages from Twitter and all other platforms, put them in one space that are purposely perpetuating narratives that we really aren't interacting with in the real world. You go on a day, you're not having these conversations, but you go on social media and these conversations are constantly repeated and none of it is solution focused. It's all what they do, what they do, what, what's not being done, and it's not productive, it's not pushing us forward, and what's happening is we are internalizing a lot of trauma that does not belong to us. So, say it again. So we are internalizing a lot of relationship trauma that does not belong to us. So let's say, for me personally, right, I've never been cheated on. But let's say I go and I follow a bunch of women who talk about the fact that, oh, I've been cheated on, all these niggas cheat, they steady cheating. I'm going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, niggas, they, they all cheat, they, that's all they do. Because, and I'm sitting, I'm not self-aware enough to really understand that that's not even my shit. That's not my baggage, that's somebody else's baggage. So one thing we really have to do is learn how to detach from some of these messages that we are constantly internalizing. So I'm gonna play the clip again and I'm gonna go through it. Cause it was a lot in that short amount of time. So let me, let me play it, play it again. So the headline of it was, is social media, is social media helping to vibe black men and black women with constant toxic conversations? And I've spoken on this topic plenty of times before. So there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> what, she's talk, what she's talking about in this clip, I've talked about it plenty of times before. And what's interesting is like with this clip, it was like a lot of argument on social media about, um, oh, now black women talking about it and all this stuff. I don't care if they talking about it now. Good. let Good. They need to be talking about it now because black men has been talking about it for a minute. And that's why I said that, you know, you got all these people talking about some, oh, get these podcasters out here, get these, get these men podcasters out here and stuff like that. No. It is good for us men podcasters to be out here because it, we are speaking on the other side of this this bullshit that's been talked about for years. We finally stepping up and speaking on 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 our side and 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 you know um, combating these these false narratives that's that's out here. Well, well, let me play the clip again. And I'm gonna go through it. Social media is amplifying the divide between black men. Like I said, I've already spoken on this. Social media is amplifying all this shit. And black women, pages like Justin L.A. Boy. I've talked about Justin LaBoy's page. I talked about Spiritual Word, Word um, Shade Room, Media Takeout, all them motherfucking pages that are just toxic and just, you know, Playing, basically doing the same shit that Drake be doing, that that appropriating, that culture vulture shit. They just playing on people's feelings in order to get engagement, so they can get tons of followers and monetize their pages through social media and stuff. But we don't want to see it because, for one, we emotionally immature, and. That, that's just it. We emotionally immature. Motherfuckers is emotionally immature. 
just like spiritual world who take the most toxic the most toxic messages shit. from Twitter yes. and all other yes. platforms, put them in one space that without are, without context or anything like that because they know niggas gonna jump to it. They they plan they plan y'all they plan y'all purposely purposely perpetuating narratives perpetuating that narratives like I, this ain't this ain't nothing that is new i'm glad she's i'm glad it's coming from a woman but you'll see from this video you'll see women in the crowd clapping and stuff but then they just gonna go back and look at this look at some new shit again that pop up on these pages and if it if it triggers them or it tugs on some type of emotional um string that they got in their body they gonna run with it i mean shit <laughs> and i'm not saying all women all women or all black women it's a, it's a, it's just it's a select group of black women out there just like it's a select group of black men out there that be talking that dumb shit as well we really aren't interacting with in the real world you go on a day you're not having these conversations see i disagree with that because i've been hearing a lot of people even people that i know talk about this 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 stuff ain't real it's not happening in the real world but where the hell you think it's coming from if it's not happening in the real world with how is it manifesting itself on social media if social media is amplifying it then it's coming from somewhere Mo yeah most people or the people that you're dealing with may not be speaking on it. Or they may be afraid to actually speak on it. But it's coming from somewhere. It may not be manifesting them itself out of their mouths. But it's in their head. It's coming from somewhere. This shit ain't nothing new. Just last episode I played that old clip of, of those single black women. And how they were saying how they don't need no man in the house and all that other stuff. I've talked about plenty of times on how the the welfare system manifested itself on pushing black men out the household this stuff is reality but it's just all on the people that you're interacting with and if they actually speaking on it or if they actually got the courage to speak on it in public because a lot of people have more courage on social media as opposed to face to face Social media is just a substance, just like alcohol, just like any drug or whatever. When you start drinking, your mouth start opening a little wide and you start speaking the shit that you really been holding in. And that's the same way with social media. Shit. That's the same way with text messaging. You Think about it. You, If you've been dealing with somebody on a romantic level or platonic level or whatever, they, they tend to speak more... Um, vigorously through text as opposed to on the phone or in person why because it's 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 there's a courage behind that that wall of social media and text messaging and stuff so i'm i'm getting tired of people saying that this stuff ain't real it is real it's coming from somewhere people ain't just making up yeah there's some people out here that just just on that 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 shit where they, you know what I'm saying, like to ruffle people's feathers. But there is really people out here that got these thoughts that have been um, been taught this, have internalized it, and really feel this way. But you go on social media and these conversations are constantly repeated and none of it is solution-focused. It's all what they do, what they do, what... 
and she's absolutely right. It's nothing but emotional immaturity, pointing fingers, and bullshit on top of bullshit. Nobody trying to bring no solutions to the table. And even if solutions are put out there, it's always a a comeback for it or a debate about it or some bullshit. That's why I all that's why I keep saying I will not have no woman on my show just to debate or to come on my show just so they can argue with me about my opinions and stuff like that. It has to be a productive conversation or whatever because I'm not going to be sitting here having no debate or no opinionated argument and all that other bullshit with somebody who got their clear agenda of just wanting to argue and, and <laughs> shit like it's stupid. What's not being done and it's not productive. It's not pushing us forward. And what's happening is we are internalizing a lot of trauma. that yes. is not. And that has been for for years, for decades. A lot of shit is internalized. Like a lot of stuff that you believe in and stuff is based off of your aunties, your mamas, your grandmamas, your good, good girlfriends, your homies, your uncles, your daddies, your granddads telling you shit. Just telling you shit. You can't live your own life. You don't know who you are. You don't know how to live your own life because you've been programmed so much from people in your inner circle as well as society. To us. So, Say it again. So we are internalizing a lot of relationship trauma that does not belong to us. So let's say for me personally, right? Don't belong to us. Like I can actually say um, from somebody who is a mental health advocate who's gone through depression and anxiety and stuff. A lot of the things that has has been the foundation of my depression and anxiety didn't come from me. You know what I'm saying? It came from stuff that was projected onto me from, you know, my parents or whatever. But it did compound based off of, you know, me internalizing it and then having my own experiences. And because I internalized the things that um, was projected upon me, then I made it my own. So then my own experiences, I start because of what I've already internalized, I made it, you know what I'm saying, my identity or my struggle and all that other stuff. I've never been That's that's what it that's that generational curse, that generational trauma cheated on but let's say i go and i follow a bunch of women who talk about the fact that oh i've been cheated on all these niggas cheat they steady cheating i'm going to sit there and be like oh yeah and that's why i say that's why i pointed out plenty of times that these uh these women empowerment coaches and and even some of these licensed therapists or whatever you got to be careful if their message is solely, and this this is the key, this is the key indicator right here. If a lot, of, if if majority of their message is about negative stuff, about what a man has done to them or what somebody has done to them or whatever, if their message is centered around that, then that is a red flag. That is a red flag when it's always what somebody has done to them. If it's centered around some negative crap. 
that is the key indicator for these these women empowerment people out here even some of these dudes like it's, it's some of these dudes out here that do the same thing as the women empowerment these men empowerment niggas and these women empowerment <laughs> people out here if it's always centered around what somebody has done to them it's never solution based it's always about what i'm not going to tolerate or y'all know what i'm talking about that's the thing about it is we know we know you got to check your friends too your friends and your family just think about it. if it's always some negative crap coming out of these these women or these dudes mouths about what a woman or a man has done to them if everything is centered around that then that is a red flag right there that in, that energy transfers as much as you think that you're strong that energy is going to attach itself to you at some point. That's why the past couple of years I was like, man, I don't want to be here. I don't want to hear nobody complaining. I don't want to hear no negative crap. Man, I want to get the fuck away from that shit. Because I'm trying to continue my evolution, my my progress. I don't want to be around none of that crap. That just male or female, I don't want to be around it. I just don't. Because it makes it... it it makes me feel a certain way where I just be like, bro, come on, man. I feel dirty. I feel dirty at that point. I'd be like, I don't, I don't even want to hear that shit. Yeah, bad things happen. We all know that. But I don't want to be focusing on that. They, they all cheat. They, that's all they do. Because, and I'm sitting, I'm not self-aware enough to really understand that. That's not even my shit. That's not my baggage. That's somebody else's baggage. So one thing we really have to do is learn how to detach from some of these messages that we are constantly internalizing. You really, you really got to look at the people you hang around with. Like this, this, this is something that is always posted on social media as well. You really got to look at the people you hang around with and like the things that they're doing with their lives and, and, and be like, bruh, if, if this is the only people that I'm around, not saying that you can't be around certain people who, have these aspects or what but if that's the only people you're around that might mean that you're the same person bro <laughs> that might mean that you're the same person that that means that that kind of means you're on the same wavelength and that don't that don't mean that every person you be you're around gotta be positive and and making moves or being a boss and all that other stuff no you should be around all aspects of people because that, you know what I'm saying, that's just how life is. You have to find that balance. But if every person you're around is only talking about nigga this, nigga that, and what he did to me or, man, F her and all that other stuff, that might be saying something about yourself. You might need to check yourself, look in the mirror, or remove yourself or something. Like, come on now. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man. Those those um those pages, shade room and spiritual word and like I, that's the biggest page I got a problem with because of the the name of that page, spiritual word. Your your the name of your page is spiritual word, and you always on some bullshit. You always on some toxic shit and all that other stuff. You got it's always some shit that's just a uh, arg causing an argument or or a difference of opinion and stuff like that it's just always something toxic about it 
It's just an influence that's just bad on the community. And then, honestly, some of these pages, majority of the pages are run by people who are not even black Americans. But, I mean, I ain't even going to go further into that. All right. Um, where am I at? Okay. Let me get to it. The Tyler Perry jump. Let me pull this clip up. Um let me pull this this Tyler Perry clip up and play it. I'm pretty sure y'all know the clip, but y'all probably heard it already. You know, like I said, I be I be sitting on stuff for a while when it, even when it come out, um, because I just be trying to let time go by with the the messages, and then sometimes I be wanting to see if if the actual people who who make these uh do these interviews and stuff like that they're gonna come out with something different after uh, back the backlash that they get and stuff like that but here we go the tyler perry jump and the tyler perry tyler perry quote tyler perry with a message for the women out there um how do y'all feel about this that's that's the little quote on, on it or whatever but he wasn't even talking about women, women. He was talking about black women. But you'll hear it in the clip. <laughs> Listen, a, a lot of women, especially black women, and mm. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I will. In the in in our society right now, mm. black women are making a lot more money for the most part than yeah. black men, right? There are a lot of black men who are successful, but for the most part, black women are making the money. So you, if you can find love. If that man works, you know, at whatever job mm -hmm. and is a good man and is good to you mm -hmm. and honors and honors the house and honors his wife and does what he can mm -hmm. because his his gift may not be your gift. Exactly. That is OK. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody who's beneath you. Yeah. That's somebody who came to love you at your work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And as long as he's secure in himself to mm -hmm. know that. Yep, she makes most of the money. All I can pay is the light bill. As long as she's comfortable enough to say, I'm going to cover the mortgage and all the other stuff. You've had a light bill. Babe, you can take me to dinner every now and then. Mm -hmm. That is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but that's so hard for a lot of people to take in because that means, no, no, no. I need somebody to, who is, <laughs> <laughs> I need, I, they need to make five times more and I got to have, the, I got to have, well, you uh, keep, but go on, keep, keep, looking, go on, keep your list, baby. Yeah. God, God bless you. Hope it happens. Go on, keep your list. <laughs> but when you talk about just someone to love you and support yes. you, I, I know people who have, who whose men can't touch what they make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you see them together, that love, that support, that that I got you, babe, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Listen, so, a, a lot of women... <laughs> What I found, the first thought I had when I heard this clip was when I saw like all the backlash that he got from saying this was what he's saying, what he said in this interview is what he'd been saying for years in his plays and his movies. But you wouldn't hear no backlash with these plays and these movies. But because, but because he said, quote, especially black women then there was a problem. He been telling y'all this for years in his plays and his movies. He been trying to tell y'all this, teach y'all this in his plays and movies. Think about the, um, what was the jump with Idris Elba and um, um, Gabrielle Union in it? What was that? Three Little Girls or something, something like that? I forgot the name of the movie. 
<laughs> let me let me let me find the the actual name for the movie. Um, let me look it up. Tyler Tyler Perry, Idris Elba, Daddy's Little Girls. That's the movie. Patrick, like, but he been saying it in all his movies. Like even the Joe, um, the first Joe, the first movie that he had with Shamal Moore with the with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the messed up cornrows or whatever. I can do bad by all by myself or whatever it's called. Like he been selling y'all this for years. But y'all wouldn't y'all didn't have no backlash for him then. But why now y'all got backlash for him? Because he actually said, especially black women. Now y'all got backlash for it. Now y'all got a problem with with the with what he been saying. He been selling y'all this shit for years. Like he been like every damn movie or play has been the same message. Damn near every movie and play has been the same damn message. Same message that he just said in his interview. But now y'all got a problem with it. But because y'all feet is being held to the fire now with him saying, quote, especially black women, then now y'all got a problem being accountable for it. Come on now. Like this. this <laughs> All right, so black men statistically are still making more money than black women, but black women are more um, are advancing more in formal education, right? So. What he's saying is, I don't see no problem with it. But, excuse me. Excuse me. What I find interesting is that select group of of women, that pocket of women, because it's not all black women. Because in real life, I have had, I've encountered, majority of the women I've encountered don't think that way. So I would say that, and that's the beautiful thing about it, about those those black women. But what I will say is that there is a select group of en- entitled black women that don't know what they want. They need to pick a side. They need to pick a struggle. Um, do you want love or do you want money? And it's okay if you want money. But say that. Don't try to act like, you know, you want love, you want this fairy tale, but in actuality you want money. And I think that's the problem right there. It's a lot of women out here that just want money and they just want the security of money but they claim they want love. They claim they want this fairy tale, but in actuality, they just want to be provided for and have the safety and security of money. They don't want the safety and security of a loving relationship. They want the safety and security of money. (laughs) 
because there is a pocket of men out here who have money, who just want women who don't have money. They want to be able to have that control. But they are honest about that. <laughs> they are honest about wanting a trophy wife, a trophy woman, girl, side piece, whatever. But you have a pocket of women out here that that look at these type what Tyler Perry said and these type of narratives and these talking points as quote unquote settling. Where they get this from, I don't know. You can say or I can say that they're getting this from pocket watching. Pocket watching other races. But I'm like, what other races are they pocket watching? Because you don't see this in the Asian community. You definitely don't see this in the Hispanic community or the Latino community. So the only community that's left is the white community. But are but is that community having these conversations? Yeah, they're having these conversations. You've seen it before. You've seen the tro the trophy wife pretty much came from that community where you see these rich millionaires billionaires have these trophy wives these trophy side pieces and stuff like that so once again we we're coming back to the black community wanting to be like the white community that's the side that they want to live that's the side that they want to emulate so settling for anything less than that financial security and safety isn't ideal. And that's where the fairy tale programming comes into play. You will hear people, this is a tweet that I came across. It says, black women are the only women who are conditioned to believe that they should accept the bare minimum in love and life. I hate that this struggle love narrative is constantly sold to our women. If a man cannot afford to provide a home for a family, he doesn't deserve one. Never settle. And most of the time, these relationships never work because the man ends up resenting the woman because she is essentially emasculating him. I'm 41 years old, about to be 42. I've known a lot of dudes who don't make a lot of money, uh, don't make as much money as their significant other, whether that be their girlfriend, their wife, or whatever. And I don't hear them niggas complaining. They don't care. So this narrative is only coming from, is, a, is actually a projection from the women who want their man to make more money, more money. Because the actual men who don't make, more money than their woman majority of them don't care they don't care all they care about is being respected as a man they don't care they don't care if their woman is making more money than them they actually like that fact because it's actually pulling two incomes together and is building an actual family structure to reap those awards from that financial um 
increase. But you only hear that from black that certain pocket of black women talking about that because like I said, the black dudes that I know that deal with a woman that make more money than them, they don't care. They don't they I, they really don't care. <laughs> They still able to do everything that they want to do, buy whatever they want to buy, live how they want to live. They give their they give their money to the joint account or whatever. As long as they got a little bit money on the side, they don't care. They don't care because <laughs> most of the time, particularly in the black community, and this ain't even just a pocket of women. This is majority of the black community. The woman is handling the money anyway. The man is coming home, giving the check to the woman, and she's taking care of everything. So that narrative is bullshit. That is insecurity on that on that 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 certain pocket of women's part that think that way. When you when you think about that um, that quote that women settling is it is it it's a false narrative. It's it's a false narrative because most of the time when you hear women saying that, look at the guys that they're dealing with. How did you come to choose the guy that you're dealing with? And this goes back to when I was talking about. You got to look at your friends, and if the majority of your friends uh, got this this one way of thinking, what does that say about you? So what does that say about the woman who's making this, this, this good amount of change, and she's continuously dealing with a guy who is a quote-unquote bum or quote-unquote broke nigga? What is that saying about her? What mentality is does she actually have that she keeps attracting these type of dudes? I'm gonna give an example, and some people might not understand this example, but look at Nicki Minaj, and this has come up recently. Look at Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is very successful, very talented, and all that other good stuff. Look at all the dudes that she's dealt with since she's been in that position you got safari you got meek mill and you got uh the dude that she's married to now recently the dude that she's married to now you know he's got his legal troubles or whatever his legal troubles before the, his most recent legal trouble where he was sentenced to house arrest because he was out there threatening offset who's cardi b's husband why is a successful, very attractive woman dealing with the type of dudes that she's dealing with? Why? Because she is the same type of person that she's dealing with. It is not, it is, is no, is no, is <laughs> no context to this. There's no context to this. Look at the dudes that she did she's dealt with since she's been a celebrity. You don't this is not something you normally see with with certain people who are in these type of positions. 
Look at the drama surrounding her based off of the men that she's she's dealing with. And then look at how look at the drama that is surrounding her based off of her interactions with other people. She's the same type of person as the niggas that she deal with. Come on now. Come on. I mean, like. <laughs> oh, man. If you're not happy with the selections, your partner selections, that probably says something about the type of person that you are internally. And just even outside of that example, I can speak this just based off of stuff that I've gone through. Just look at your background. Look at the look at where you were mentally, emotionally, and the people you dealt with in the periods and times of your life. And also look at how your thought process was dealing with these people. Because it's a lot of times where people can have a effed up thought process and dealing with a good person, but because their thought process is so messed up or because they got people around them that is got a effed up thought process and they internalizing that from the people they're around that they are projecting it and or applying it to the person that they're dealing with. Self-sabotaging tendencies. <laughs> but it's just... Uh, <laughs> I just like what side are you what side are you really choosing like do you want love do you want money like you got to be honest with yourself you got to be honest with yourself and a lot of times it don't even got nothing to do with what they actually want it's actually you know what you're afraid of how people from the outside world or how social media and other people have influenced your your thought process on it, how they're going to look at it or whatever. Most people ain't even paying attention to your relationship, but you worried about it because of the programming and all that other stuff. I mean, because basically, like I said, Tyler Perry, he's been saying this shit in all his movies and stuff. He basically been saying, don't, don't count out a, a good or great man because he isn't, making the same amount of money as you like he can that that checklist could be nine out of ten but because that that tenth one isn't financially what you want it to be or what social media says it's supposed to be or what you're afraid your good good girlfriends is going to talk about or whatever that probably don't even got a man who pro or is probably messing with a bum ass or a broke ass dude is saying that you don't want to let go and experience something that's good for you. <laughs> we are laws, bro. And it's like this is like deep in our in our psyche when it comes to our so-called black community.
but it's interesting because like you will see a lot of black women in that space or whatever and they they'll complain about what money the man that they're dealing with or the men that they meet is not making but just forgetting the fact that when you're dealing with a person and you're combining incomes and that's like good for nothing like <laughs> it doesn't matter like you can that that combination like like I already said, like I'm a single dude, you know what I'm saying? Got my mortgage, my car and all that stuff, my other bills. I would, you know what I'm saying? I think about it often how, you know, once I get married and, you know, I have that second income, how much more relief that would be on myself and how much more that me and who I marry can do with that. <laughs> But people don't think about that because they so worried about what other people are talking about or the what social media is talking about. Like it shit is just stupid, man. Like we we are so like majority of the people in our community, our so called community is so immature, man. We are so emotionally and mentally immature, so emotionally and mentally ignorant. It's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy that we just falling into these deep deep these deep holes where we can't get up up out of like you will never find happiness if if it's always attached if your success or any 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 type of joy or happiness or whatever is attached to money because it's going to always be a situation where you're chasing it where you're trying to get more. It's just always going to be that way. Always going to be that way. Always. But um, I think I might play this last, these last two clips and I'm going to end it here. So, yeah. I'm going to play these last. I had a lot more. Well, I ain't going to say a lot more, but I had some more. I'm going to play these last two clips, and I'm going to end it here. So here we go. Like, I feel like if you're really trying to change your situation, mm -hmm. you don't like your credit score, you don't like your bank account, you don't like the place you are in life, right? Why the hell are you focusing on women? Yeah. Focus on your grind, focus on your bag, focus on changing your class in society, then you can go back and double back. And I mean, don't get me wrong, if like, you know, the right woman shows up in your life, whatever the case may be, and y'all grind it out because I see that happen every day, then absolutely make it happen, make it count, and y'all build something together, yeah. right? But your main focus and main priority should not be courting women. Your main focus and priority should not be, hey, yo, what's up, ma? Let me take you out. Like, and then you out here. And then the worst part about it is you going on that date, you ask her to split the bill. Brokey. No, okay, now. So I'm at a table, right? And they order chicken parmesan. Chicken parmesan, $20, $19.95, right? The bill come. He said, yo, you can do separate checks. Mm. What? On a $19.95 meal, my guy? Mm. Separate checks? I honestly, like, I wanted to say with every heart, like, I asked my manager if I could do this. I was like, yo, can I can I take care of this table? Can I just cover the bill for my mans? Because I think it's it's kind of looking bad right now for my my boy, you know? Mm. But it just kind of... 
That's cap. I'm, I'm tired of listening to that nigga. He lying like shit. But what the title of the video, this clip was, it says, quote, broke men shouldn't be trying to date. You should focus on your your goal, the bag, then court. And ultimately, I agree to a certain extent. Your focus shouldn't be, men's focus shouldn't always be about chasing women. You should be focusing more on your purpose and um, the things that you want to do in your life. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be out here dating or trying to court a woman. And then when it comes down to it, this quote unquote term broke is relative. Like, just going piggybacking off of what I was talking about with the Tyler Perry stuff. People think because just because you don't make the same amount of money as them that you're broke. That doesn't mean you're broke. It's a lot of people out here that got a, that make a hundred k salary, but is struggling paycheck to paycheck. And there's people out here that's making fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and is not struggling paycheck to paycheck. It's all about how you managing your money. So this quote unquote term of broke is relative. Like, so stop listening to people like this. You should be out here, um, no matter how much money you make, you should be out here, you know, dating, socializing with people. That's how you build interpersonal relationships. You know what I'm saying? That's how you you build the skills to deal with deal with people and have relationships with people and stuff like that. You know, social skills. You have to develop these social skills. You shouldn't just be out here isolating yourself because society says 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars ain't enough money. That shit is that's that's a stupid way of thinking on things. You know, everybody out here piggybacking over Tyler Burr, everybody out here has a different path. Everybody has different gifts. Everybody is not meant to make $100,000. Everybody is not meant to make $200,000. Everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur everybody is not meant to be a celebrity everybody is not out here meant to be a social influencer monetizing money it's just not the case but because of social media amplifies this dumb ass shit we think that that's what life's supposed to be we think that everybody's supposed to be famous we think everybody's supposed to have their viral moment and all this other stuff there's just some people out here just supposed to be a teacher make their salary there's some people out here that's supposed to be a lawyer and make this regular salary there's some people out here that's supposed to be a nurse and make their regular salary there's some people out here that's supposed to be a police officer and make their salary you get what i'm saying but that doesn't suppose to mean that you're supposed to discount and isolate yourself and not have any type of social life or love life that is that is asinine Straight asinine. That's 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 not supposed to be happening. So, let me end off on this last clip right here. Here's the thing. I, I also, as a culture, we've we've become. You know, it's so funny. We got all these buzzwords now. We've become so you know emotionally intelligent, and we've <laughs> developed all these something boundaries. I've, but we still sucking. Something I've already talked about before, but we gonna visit it again <laughs> because it needs to be visited again.
and marriage, you know, in, yep. in general. Yep. And I think when you consider that, people are so focused on, you know, being happy within themselves or, or, or the happiness aspect that if they're not, if they don't experience happiness in that marriage, mm -hmm. they're ready to th chunk the deuce and get up out of there. Even going back to Michelle Obama, I think Michelle Obama said that it was a 10 year period she right. didn't like she Obama. Yeah. 10 years straight. That's right. insane. And, for, and she still didn't leave. We, Judge Lynn Toler came on, she said five years straight. People don't know how to make commitments. People don't know how to be disciplined. People don't know how to honor commitments and be disciplined in those spaces. Like, social media has made it a point where it amplifies or it gives people this idea or, this, or pushes this narrative that there's so many options. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's so many options out here. So soon as something ruffles your feathers, triggers you, makes you feel bad, or you're not happy no more, and all this other stuff, or you gotta you gotta self love or self care, and all this uh, these other key words, then you gotta bounce. No, there are difficult. If you think about just your life outside of anybody else, there are gonna be difficult moments. You couldn't walk away from them difficult moments. You had to ride that wave and get through it. So that's the same thing you have to do with some relationships. That's that's how it is. But it's up is is all is all up to you whether you're gonna make that commitment or not. Or either you just gonna be jumping and jumping and jumping and then years later you're gonna be wondering why damn, why I'm in this position right now, why am I alone? Why why I ain't got no friends? Why I can't get nobody to love me? Why I can't get nobody to take me out? Straight. I didn't like this man, but I never left. So the thing about it is, I don't think there's that same level of resilience in relationships today. So, and, and that's my biggest issue because I'm not just really trying to jump into no lifelong relationship with somebody that's gonna bow out because they're not happy. But man. here's the thing. Exactly, and that go and that that speaks to this plan is both sides shit. Like, so you dating a dude? You dating a dude, right? <clears throat> he making 500k let's say he's making 500k he loses his job or he gets into a god forbid he gets into an accident or, or something where he 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 got he gotta be away from work for a while or something like that are you gonna stick beside him or because he lost that job or and that income ain't coming in the same or business ain't ain't what is what it used to be or whatever you gonna leave him now so that's the barometer right there where you can tell, like, is this person for me? This person can't get through certain difficulties. Like, I've talked about it, like, in the early days of my podcast about the good good times, the show good times, and how Florida Evans, man, Florida Evans, like, <laughs> that's the type of woman that you want. Like, people all, people... This this term, this the term now, the struggle of stay away from this struggle of stay away from this struggle of, boy man, I swear these these little cliche terms and these key words and all this other stuff is gonna be the death of our community, but man, I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. You got you got you got to choose what side you're gonna play in and be committed to it. It's just as simple as that. What side what what side you gonna what what side you gonna pick? It's just as simple as that. But I'm ending it off right here. This has been episode 105 
A Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I'm out. Check me out on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, New episode of Taste Reviews Drink Edition. Episode 5 will be out soon. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, download, support the page. You can donate all that good stuff. And I'm out.